Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast. My name is Paul and today we're going to take a look at Rick Astley's show down at the Motor Point Arena. So before we get started on that, let's hear a bit of history about him. So Richard Paul Astley was born on the 6th of February 1966. He's an English singer and songwriter and also a radio personality who's been active in music for several decades. He gained worldwide fame in the 1980s, having multiple hits including his signature song, Never Gonna Give You Up, Together Forever and Whenever You Need somebody and he returned to music full-time in the 2000s outside his music career astley has occasionally worked as a radio dj and a podcaster born and raised in lancashire astley became a musician after leaving school as a drummer for the soul band fbi three years later he rose to fame for his association with the production trio stott atkin waterman out releasing the 1987 album whenever you need somebody which sold 15.2 million copies worldwide his debut single never gonna give you up was a number one hit single in 25 countries winning in the 1988 Brit Award for Best British Single. His 1988 single Together Forever became his second single to top the US Billboard Hot 100 and was one of his eight songs to reach the top 10 in the UK singles chart. The title track was a number one single in seven countries and it reached number three in the UK. In 1988, Astley followed up his debut album with Hold Me In Your Arms. The lead single, She Wants To Dance With Me, was Astley's first single that he wrote himself and became a worldwide top 10 hit. Astley left State Atkin Waterman and moved his musical direction away from dance pop towards Soul, which he explored on his albums Free in 1991 and Body and Soul in 1993. His 1991 single Cry for Help was Astley's last single to reach the top 10 in either the US or the UK. From 1994 to 2000, Astley retired from music to focus on spending time with his wife and raising their daughter. He returned to the music industry in 2000 and released the single Sleeping and the album Keep It Turned On in 2001. Astley became an internet phenomenon in 2007 when the music video for his song Never Gonna Give You Up became integral to the Rick Rollin meme and his performance career was revitalised by the meme's popularity. In 2010, Astley released the single Lights Out after touring with Peter Kay. Six years later, he released his album 50 to celebrate his 50th birthday, which debuted in the UK at number one. He released his recent studio album Beautiful Life in 2018 and released his greatest hits album The Best of Me in 2019. His most recent albums were recorded at his home studio in Surrey. By the time of his brief retirement, Astley had sold approximately 40 million records worldwide. A year after the Rick Rollin meme began, Astley was voted Best Act Ever by internet users at the MTV Europe Music Awards in 2008. His song Never Gonna Give You Up reached 1 billion views. 1 billion views! Jesus! In uh, July 2021, becoming the fourth 1980s song to reach this milestone behind Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, Take On Me by AHA and Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Now we've had a bit of history, let's see what's going on down the Motorpoint Arena. We'll be back after this. Warning, this podcast contains strong, offensive and misogynistic language that some listeners may find offensive. The name's Vert. Percival Reginald Vert. And I run the P-Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055 and the police have been defunded. So if you need a police investigation, the cops will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. New episodes every Wednesday. The links are in the description. Today is a six truck show and you've also got 
the rugby on today. So it's a very, very busy time in Cardiff, I have to say. Very, very busy. So you've got you've got 5,000 seats sold in this arena. 5,000 seats. And then on top of that, you've got the, uh, the 78,000. 78,000 people at the Principality Stadium just down the road. So it's very busy out in good old Cardiff town today. So what's happening on the floor of the build today then? Well, got a ginormous AD screen at the back of the stage. I mean, it is as high as a recess. So we're talking about um, six and a half meters high from the bottom of the stage. And it runs the whole length of the stage. Then you've got two side screens that are being that are being built right as we speak. Uh, stage left, one stage left, one stage right. And then loads of lighting bars. I mean, loads of lighting bars. So stage left and stage right, you've got one, two, three, four, five lighting bars that are dropping down. So um, how have they done this? So you've got the top one, which is on a um, five ton chain block. The other uh, lighting bars suspended directly below. So you've got one suspended off the other, suspended off the other, suspended off the other, which you can do because um, the weight of the roof can take it as well as the weight of the mo of the uh, rigging can take it. It's all been rated. It's all been inspected before it's even come out of the warehouse into uh, the truck to go on tour. So it's all been tested and it's all been done by qualified riggers. Now, what they've done to, uh, to, to hanging the uh, suspended bars is you've got what's called a uh, span set, which is also known as a sling. A span set is the uh, brand name. Otherwise, it's known as a sling or even a strop. So those are wrapped around the trusses and then you've got that connected to what's known as a wire drift which uh, you shackle onto the uh, truss above and onto the span set or the sling or the strop making sure that you've got your correct rigging points but that'll be a conversation for another day I'll go through a lot of theatre terminology at some point in the future but for now it's all there so don't worry about that right so continue on with the lighting you've got another one two three four lighting bars one giving uh, dedicated front of house face light and the other three uh, giving uh, down light and backlight. And then you're gonna probably get a few uh, floor movers which they haven't put anything of that in just yet because we're still quite early on in the build. The last lighting bar is getting uh, bolted together and getting it moved into position ready for winching. You've got the sound system that's in but not raised yet. So you have a line array either side, which is 12 speakers deep on the line array. Then you have the uh, subs on the separate line array directly behind the main line array, which, you know, you can have your subs anyway, it doesn't matter, flown or on the floor, it doesn't affect the uh, performance of it. And then you've also got a uh, line array pointing 45 degrees outwards to the audience, to, I've heard it many times here before, to give a bit of surround sound effect. We'll be back after this. If you're a band member or an artist, dancer, singer, actor, street performer, and you're listening to this and you'd like to talk to us on our show about your uh, latest gig or your album release on uh, digital media or even uh, want to talk to us about a student show how about dropping us an email on musterxmedia1983 at gmail.com and we'll get you on our show 
and we're back the final lighting bar has been uh, rigged and winched up in the air now and is now being inspected by the rigger on the uh, cherry picker to make sure that it's absolutely fine he's also uh, tidying up the cables from the line array on stage right now that's all been uh, sorted out nicely and in the air currently uh, stage left screen is fully up and functional and stage right screen is getting the last panel put onto it right now before it gets winched up both side screens and the center screen are all uh, producing um, the video test screen and they're starting to calibrate which is good they're getting well ahead of schedule so it's not even uh, 12 o'clock noon yet so they're doing really really well although the tape measures are still up on the lighting bars and the line arrays ready for them to just pull the tape measures down once they get clearance from the rigger on the picker oh that rhymed and then uh, once they've got clearance to say that they're uh, at the correct height and they are safe tape measures go down and they'll be absolutely hunky-dory on the stage we've got the space decking uh, put up there so Rick Astley's got different places he can move around whilst he's uh, doing his performance and I was right there are moving lights on the floor and they decided well it looks like they might actually keep some of the moving lights on top of flight cases for a bit of a different aesthetic although they may be faults off in a bit I don't know we shall see we shall see a few moments later and we're back so They've got the uh, cameras patched into the uh, side screens and the main screen. And it's all working lovely and they're testing between sepia and black and white. So on the uh, main screen you're currently seeing a nice sharp black and white and sepia image. And then on the side screens you've got the uh, sepia image all nice and sharp. So they've basically done this to identify which cameras are which whilst they're testing them out. Also you've got the mojo all uh, whacked in. And, and they're starting to finish off putting the seating in as well. So another show where you've got the audience completely sat down and the mojo up just to protect Rick Astley from being mobbed by a load of uh, broody women, shall we say. <laughs> interesting that really, isn't it? Very interesting. They've uh, put a load more floor units in on top of uh, more bits of um, stage decking so more raised and elevated levels on the stage it's looking pretty good nice and tidy so you got on a separate riser the keyboard another riser you've got the drummer and then you've got the guitars uh, all uh, on the downstage position so and obviously Rick Astley is going to go between uh, all these areas it's going to look really good it really is and then as, as I predicted more floor movers underneath the uh, underneath the flown trusses you know side uh, stage left and stage right they're uh, going through some of the imagery on the uh, back screens at the moment and it's looking pretty sharp I have to say nice high def 4k uh, resolution brilliant absolutely brilliant you couldn't ask for better really you really couldn't I'm looking forward to seeing this all switched on and in uh, correct conditions it's gonna look really good a few moments later now everything's all set up ready to go on stage everything i mean absolutely everything's ready to go so so we're going to take a look at who's supporting rick astley and that is katie tunstall so katie tunstall was born on the 23rd of june 1975 
as a Scottish singer, songwriter and musician. She first gained attention with her 2004 live solo performance of her song Black Horse and the Cherry Tree on Later with Jules Holland. The name of her debut album Eye to the Telescope was inspired by her childhood experiences at her father's physics laboratory at University of St Andrews. Released in 2004, this album launched her music career. That album inspired her nomination for the Mercury Prize in 2005, Brit Award for Best British Live Act and Brit Award for Best Breakthrough Act in 2006, and Grammy Award for the Best Female Pop Vocal Performance in 2007. She eventually won Brit Award for Best British Female Artist and European Border Breakers Awards, both in 2006. The single Black Horse and the Cherry Tree was given the Q Magazine Award for Best Track in 2005, and Suddenly I See won the Ivan novella award for best song in 2006 suddenly i see became a popular hit and has been featured in the devil wears prada blind dating ugly betty Grey's anatomy love rosie frillville and as a campaign song for the hillary clinton presidential campaign she has released six albums internationally eye to the telescope drastic fantastic tiger suit invisible empire crescent moon kin and wax she has also appeared in two episodes of the comedy series This Is Gin C on Sky Atlantic. Tunstall has written soundtracks for films Boy for The Kid, Miracle for Winter's Tale, We Could Be Kings for A Million Dollar Arm, Float, Strange Light and A Thousand Years for Tinkerbell and The Legend of the Never Beast, Fit In for About Ray and Bad Mums, Sweet, Enough Is Enough, Sweet, and Get Your Tits Up, Sweet, for Bad Mums. So now we've had a little bit about Katie Tunstall, let's see what she's like up live. A few moments later. So Katie Tunstall is supporting Rick Astley and she is playing solo. She is all on her own and she's using her trusty guitar and loop pedal. So she is essentially a one man band. So looking at Katie Tunstall uh, after the first couple of songs, it just comes. it just came to my attention that she hasn't lost anything. A couple of years at hiatus because of coronavirus and she's just as good as she ever was. Her lighting was basic because it's just her in the same spot so what they did was they just concentrated all the lights in a pool of light and then every so often they'd just send the light out across the front of the stage to give her a bit of a, a nice long backdrop and then that's it. Simple, simple but effective. I mean, she didn't need anything elaborate because she was pretty much stuck in a uh, perch central centre stage because that's where her loop pedal was. And uh, that's it. She's just rooted to one spot. So every so often, Katie Tunstall would uh, pick up an instrument and shake it a few times uh, if it was her uh, maraca or her tambourine, you know, beating on the tambourine and whatnot. And what happens is the loop pedal would just replicate that little beat she'll put the next one on do that do the next little beat and so on and so forth and then just generate the song by just being the one-man band using the uh, loop pedal and I have to say she did make one mistake at the uh, very end but she uh, she uh, stopped straight away she was like oh I kind of <clears throat> I'm not gonna say the word because we're trying to go to uh, all audiences but she did use an expletive and said I'm sorry I kind of <clears throat> this one up but let's start it again she uh, started again so what happened there was she uh, knew, she made a, a loop beat 
and it was offbeat. She couldn't play a guitar in the uh, tempo that she uh, generated from uh, making a beat like this. So she recorded something like that and it was just too fast for her to, um, to play along on her guitar. And she stopped and restarted. So it just happens. I mean, if you're a one-man band, using a loop pedal, sometimes things happen. But at least she was playing live. You know, that, that's what it's all about. Playing live. And it worked. She did really well. I have to say, she really did perform well. Katie Tunstall still uh, managed to hold the crowd in the palm of her hand and had them feeding out of it. She still has her star qualities, she still has her stage presence and attitude and the crowd loved it. They loved every minute of her playing. Along with her attitude she had absolute charisma, absolute charisma and as a performer that's what you need especially, especially if you're playing without a band. Katie Tonsil just oozed personality on that stage. She had so much stage presence and to sum it all up, she did really goddamn well. You know, it's one of those things where uh, you just wished that you just wished that there was no pandemic so you could actually get to see an artist like Katie Tonstall performing live. With a bit of luck, Katie Tonstall will actually be uh, doing her own shows in the near future. She just wanted uh, to uh, do something constructive by uh, supporting Rick Astley and she got the fan base to do it and I'm sure that she'll be out on her own tour soon enough. We'll be back after this. This podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's, it's been 30 years, years since it came. What? What the f*** was that? Yeah, Jordan Jazz sucks. Hold on, guys! New episodes every Friday. The links are in the description. So Rick Astley started off in blackout, slowly, and I mean slowly singing, never gonna give you up. It was a very melancholy version of it. And then the piano lit up slowly in a little pool of light. Then Rick Astley was lit up in a little pool of light and it tracked him across the stage as you're singing very slowly. And then after the first uh, chorus, a lightning bolt was up on the uh, central screen and then he went straight into his next song. What I noticed about the VT, and that was throughout, it was very, very 1980s. I mean, uh, all the shapes, all the bright colours and uh, the way how they vision mixed in multiple uh, facets of uh, Rick Astley going in and out, um, merging opposites, little patterns and uh, it was so 1980s. So he brought the 1980s with those effects into the 2020s by having it in HD. Yes it was 1980s but in full-blown HD 4k quality and it looked amazing it looked really crisp brilliant it was beautiful. Now Rick Astley's uh, talk states so he had a lot of patter, and I mean lots of patter, but it's interesting patter. But to do this, it's known as a talk state. So what I did was they went between pink, well, more magenta than pink, shall we say, and blue, and even at one point sepia, and it was just 
lighting the uh, front of the stage, so downstage area in a in a uh, nice little wash of either pink or blue or sepia. So basically, the different colours would denote on what kind of song was going to be played next. So would it be a love song? That's why it's a magenta uh, backdrop. If it's uh, any kind of song, it was mainly blue. And if it was reminiscing, then it will be sepia. So nice little subtle hints there. Now I have to say, Rick Astley has not lost his stage presence at all. In fact, I believe since uh, he was uh, a younger artist, it's grown. He's oozing with confidence, oozing with charisma, and the audience loved it. They loved that confidence, they loved that sarcasm that he would uh, have every so often, as well as um, the fun. His patter was all fun. Vocally, oh my god, vocally, as uh, Rick Astley has um, matured over the years, he's got better, so much better uh, since uh, when he first started. And you can tell his voice is full of more matured power, it's deeper, and he can still hit the high notes as well. He hasn't lost anything, he's just gained. The interaction, the stage presence uh, with the uh, audience is brilliant, but it's the interaction that he had with his backing singers and his uh, band as well. You know, you like when they did amazing piece of mu uh, musician work. You know, playing the gu guitar on a mass on a decent solo. He went over and hugged his uh, guitarist when his drummer was uh, really sweaty. He went over and wiped the wiped the uh, brow of his drummer with a, with the cloth that was down there. His interaction with the uh, backing singers. He was very intimate with them in a friendly kind of way and uh, everyone that's on that stage they all loved each other they loved being on that stage and they loved performing for this crowd tonight they really did at one point Rick Astley even gave some of his stage time his show time towards Katie Tunstall to thank her for being for being such an amazing support artist that performed well and professionally and he loved it he loved her show and I reckon it was uh, Rick Astley who handpicked Katie Tunstall to uh, be a support rather than uh, rather than the record company. It would have had to have been, you know what, Katie, do you want to um, do you want to support me on uh, my tour? Because uh, I really feel that we need you. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like to me. And uh, and the audience didn't disappoint him in his clear thanks to Katie Tunstall because as soon as he mentioned how great she was and she was really great at, at her support set the audience just went wild over it I mean they enjoyed the fact that he appreciated her at hard work right towards the end of the show Rick Astley did a sing-off with uh, with the audience he split everyone down the middle in the uh, traditional sense left and right, left versus right, he had the uh, backing singers basically head up the teams to try and get which side to sing louder and prouder. And everyone, everyone joined in. I mean, absolutely everyone joined in. At the end of the sing-off, it was never announced who won, but we all knew. It was uh, house left, which is stage right. Stage right won it. You know, they were clearly louder. And apparently... The whole of the Motor Point Arena was louder than Hull, so uh, that's going to be saying something, I suppose. And at one point, Rick Astley had some uh, LED glow sticks, which for the song, I, I can't remember what song it was, because uh, I don't know his songs. I don't know if it was his song or if he uh, did a cover of the song, but you know, 
he was holding these um, these LED sticks which uh, wirelessly interacted with the lighting desk and holding them up. So was so was the uh, so was the backing singers, and I was expecting him to have a bit of a lightsaber fight, but no, no, that was a bit of a disappointment. But it still looked uh, it still looked visually stunning, especially when when these little LED sticks started strobing along with the uh, rest of the uh, stage as well. It looks good. It looked really good. Rick Astley, not only did he do his own songs throughout the uh, show, but he uh, liked to borrow other people's songs. And he decided, he just decided to nick some people's songs. And he did it un unashamedly. You know, whilst playing out the show, I heard a few songs and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. And, that, and that's what he explained to the crowd. So he, picked, he uh, sent for his guitar tech to pass him out a guitar. He started to play Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles and personally I think he actually did it better than Harry Styles because <laughs> Rick Astley's got a much better voice than Harry Styles. Uh, let's not beat around the bush on that one. Yeah, Harry Styles is talented in his own right but Rick Astley is far superior I have to say. And I mean the crowd, they love that version of Watermelon Sugar. They were all up and dancing. Some people were even standing on their seats which is a big no-no, you don't do that. But no, people were still doing it nonetheless. Now his show, Rick Astley's show, was constantly in flux. It was constantly going from uh, the 1980s into modern day, then back to the 1980s, then back to the modern day. And he mixed it up a lot, he did. And with the time shift, everyone was loving it. They, At one point he's like, who wants to go back to the 80s and the whole crowd went mental and he did one of his 80s songs so <laughs> it looked it worked really well so just as the show started with never gonna give you up it finished with never gonna give you up and it was the full 80s in your face version of it although this version because it was uh, the closing song on the encore it lasted about 15 minutes now why did it last 15 minutes well that's because he decided to um, give everyone their encore solo. Everyone. So you had the keyboard player doing a very long ass uh, solo on that song. He then had the lead guitarist doing his uh, guitar solo, which happened to be uh, a Queen song. <laughs> and he went back into Never Gonna Give You Up. Then he uh, gave the uh, drummer his uh, guitar solo, and yet again, yeah, Rick Astley went over and wiped the brow of his drummer because his drummer was sweaty. I mean, completely sweaty. <laughs> so was this show value for money? Yes. You didn't have to be a Rick Astley fan to enjoy this show. I mean, he had a bit of everything for everyone. You know, absolutely everyone. And between us guys, I heard his, um, I heard his sound check. And he was playing Foo Fighters songs and he... He even played a Slayer song, so you know he is a very talented singer and uh, guitar player. As well. I mean, very talented. So his sound check, brilliant. His actual show was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, I'm not a, really a Rick Astley fan, but you know, it was definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. Value for money, yes. Oh God, yeah. Rick Astley is a full-blown professional showman proper showman a full-blown entertainer of the nth degree and it's hard to do stuff like that if you're not you you have to have that natural ability and yes Rick Astley had that natural ability of uh, entertaining the crowd without even trying without even trying
Thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>